What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hello, it's Dave here. We're back again for another Cinema. I'm here with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And we're joined by a special guest all the way from Australia. It's our friend, Franny. Also Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our second time recording this because I just called Franny Fanny uh, by mistake. Uh, and we decided to cut it out. But now we just yeah, said it, it again, again. So now it doesn't really matter. And we Maybe usually, we'll put that um, in at the outtakes at the end. We have made a joke when we've had guests from Australia in the past that they've just flown in for this podcast. But Franny pretty much just flew in for this podcast. Yeah, you I, just I booked came. it in like two months ago. Yeah. yeah. I knew I was coming to London and I was like, I need to be on the podcast. Yeah. Did you get a discount for your flights when you said you were doing it for professional reasons? No, they for... raised the price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know us too well. And yeah. so Franny messaged us two months ago saying, I'm in London on the 6th of March. I want to come on the cinema and I want to go to Moon. And we were like, okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, booked it in. Yeah. So this has been months in the making. So months, and then... Because I knew it was going to be a big Oscar movie. Yeah. And it was going to be yeah. perfect timing. And, but and it's Mardi Gras weekend in Sydney, so oh, is it? it's perfect timing. Oh, so you're missing Mardi Gras. Yeah. And so fortuitously, <laughs> there was a bit of a scandal with Moonlight at the Oscars this week. Not much. Oh, really? I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, a bit of a scandal. Um, so it's turned out to be a very good timing. So, yeah. Franny, why did you want to see the movie? Why did you pick it? Um, it's just been on my radar for a while. I guess it's just kind of been on the queer scene. Like, it's, it was all, in all the Mardi Gras, like, film festivals, it was always like, one of the big movies to watch, and I just wanted to see it. It looked, I don't know, I just like watching all the Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Kathy, yeah. what about you? I don't know anything about Moonlight, really, to be honest. I well, except, I mean, it's, it's been thrust into the spotlight yeah. right now. But <laughs> I do, yeah, I do yeah. know a little bit. I know it has very, very good reviews. And interestingly, I've heard from multiple people that it's better on second viewing, which I don't tend to really watch movies again, so maybe I'll do it for this Should one. Should we go? Do we have time to go twice? No, we don't. Um, um, no. And what's really <laughs> interesting about it is it's a character in three key stages of his life, yeah. played by three different actors, who apparently all, while they don't necessarily look alike, embody his same movement and his same feeling which is really interesting yeah. and it's about a young black guy growing up in Miami with in the rough part rough part yeah. and his mom's a crack addict and he's gay and he's gay and yeah. he's coming to terms with that um, in the culture where he's expected to be very masculine and very yeah. heterosexual and Janelle Monae's in it and I didn't I only found that out today she Who's was that? she was in Hidden Figures oh. she's the singer who was like one of the she was she's also oh, yeah, we, I did, was we spotted her because I was wondering why she was on stage I'm like yeah. Hidden Figures didn't Same. win girl at the Oscars <laughs> her, her. but then there was so much confusion <laughs> yeah. uh, you couldn't you blame her, her. everybody come everybody, everybody, come, yeah. everybody her, just come up on her dress was so distinctive at the Oscars that like we really noticed her when she was up for both yeah but yeah she's in it I think she plays his mother no his mother is um, Naomi Harris would you know maybe she, I don't know maybe she, she plays, plays maybe, she plays, maybe she plays another version of the mother oh maybe and I heard an interesting fact about Naomi Harris so she plays the mother who's addicted to crack and she actually shot all of her scenes in three days because she was in the States and it was in between like press junkets for Bond <laughs> was she nominated she was yeah, nominated for uh, best, best uh, supporting, supporting but obviously didn't stand yeah. a chance against Viola no. so she was money penny in Bond yeah right? okay. in the okay. new Bonds um, so yeah and then also I've forgotten his name but he won Best Supporting Actor and Mich- he's from House Mich- of Cards Mishali Ali I can't, I can't pronounce it I can't pronounce it I'm gonna have a go um, he's very Mahershala Ali Mahershala yeah. Ali yeah. he is hot and he was the first Muslim to win an so Oscar he's won, for acting and the movie's won 
Now the movie's the expectations the is, And the movie is the a good first year for diversity at the Oscars. It was. Yeah. And this is the first ever LGBT movie to win Best Picture as well. All right. He's the first Muslim to win for acting anyway. I'm not sure about overall. Um, it's really interesting. I and just, I'm hoping the movie deserves it, and it's not just uh, oh, we were so white last year. Let's make up for it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder. But I'm, I've, for the reviews, it sounds like it stands. It's, it deserves it. But apparently, they changed the Oscar voting rules this year oh. to try and tackle that diversity right. problem. No, it wasn't the rules. They changed the voters. Sorry, the voters. Yeah, because oh, the well, voters they... were all old white men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so naturally, we're voting for old white they were the men. The Clint Eastwoods of this world. Yeah. All right. I just thought of a fun game before we go. Um, so this is, you, said, you said that this movie has three actors playing one character through different stages of his so. life. Yeah, it does. Um, who would you pick to play the younger version of you and the older version of you? Wow, that is interesting. And let's let's have a really long pregnant pause here. <laughs> yeah, that's, you should have given us this podcast. question. Well, in I just advance. I just thought of it. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm Dave's trying to really think. into quizzes lately I on the would, podcast. As a young child. <laughs> Now, no, do, really, do, all right, let's, maybe we can, maybe we can think about it and talk about it on the way home. Can oh, we yeah, do it on the way yeah, home? Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, right. But I already know who I want to play me when I'm older. Oh, we'll save it for afterwards. Yeah. This, okay. this is a good way of teasing the... Yeah, they'll stick around stay, for this Stick one. around for the answers yeah. to our uh, This Is Your Life acting choices. So never mind the best picture winner of the Oscars. They'll stick around for our, we our forgot, answers. We forgot to say the uh, noise you're hearing here is we're out to dinner at a Thai restaurant. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Richmond. So we're yeah. not walking. We cheated. We're not walking. Because we haven't seen Franny in like a year and a half since yeah. he moved back from Australia. So we didn't just podcast with him. <laughs> we yeah. are actually catching yeah. up over dinner. <laughs> we better go, though. We're going to be late. Okay. Yeah. And as Franny pointed out uh, from listening to the podcast, we are we're always late. Yeah, we're always yeah. late. Yeah. So let's not miss the beginning of this guy's life. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye. You all tell him why the other boys kick his ass all the time. What's wrong? I'm good. No. I'm saying good. And you ain't it. Remember the last time I saw you? Listen. To who, Ma? Huh? To you? Who is you, man? I ain't seen you in like a decade. It's not what I expected. What did you expect? Right, so we're just out of uh, moonlight. Um... That, I, I thought that was great what did you guys think yeah Patty? I loved it yeah um, we forgot to mention at the start that it was it's based on a play oh was, was it? it yeah that, it won best adapted screenplay at the Oscars and the play's name is something like and they reference it in the movie in oh, the moonlight a black saying. boy looks blue something like that that's the name of the play oh. I'm paraphrasing wow. it a bit that's a really but, um, pretentious title but it felt actually um, not the way Fences did now much less so than that but what, knowing it was a play, it was interesting watching it because it's a lot of really beautiful scenes just between two or three people. But anyway, my overall thoughts were I loved it and I'm really excited because when something wins Best Picture and there's all this hype about it, I almost immediately then tend to dislike them because <laughs> my expectations are too high. But actually, I'm yeah, really exceeded my expectations. I loved every scene of it. Like it was long and it's like a late enough showing. And normally I'm like, oh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> and I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. 
So I loved it. I was wondering how far we get in before Kathy would mention the length of the movie. <laughs> I really, Wait. I really liked it. I, I, just thought, I thought it felt really long, and then it just, and then it just finished. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of. <laughs> like a, I was like, a oh, this is sudden. this is going on, and I was like, oh. That's so it. you got your wish. Yeah. So it was almost like the I, movie listening to you. I did really you. like it. I thought it was a bit slow for me, but I still really liked it. It was a very pretty film. Yeah. And I thought it was really well shot and really well acted. Um, although I I, st- I don't understand why he won the Oscar. <laughs> really? I, it just he didn't seem to do anything special in my eyes, and he was literally in it for like ten fifteen minutes. Oh. oh, see, I consider that to be like a true best supporting actor role. Like the Viola Davis one was bullshit yeah. for offences because she was she should have been a <laughs> she best was in the whole an actress, movie. best actress. Yeah, but, but he, I didn't think it was anything sp- like. Oh my god, he! I thought if anything, any of the three actors who played the main character played more of a supporting. Role, yeah, I know what you mean, and actually, yeah, it's, it's interesting when he um, did you see his acceptance speech? He actually said that he, I think, he said something like, like obviously, I hadn't seen the movie at the time, um, but he said something like, like Oh, sorry, he said something <laughs> like, back, Yeah, he said something like, It could be anyone from the movie up here. He actually said something like yeah. that in a speech. I guess it really was an ensemble, yeah, it wasn't a big, it was, it was a weird because the protagonist is played by three different people that it makes it feel like it's different actors all the time, and he, his. You know, his friend is also played by three different people, so it feels like there's a lot of different people in the movie. It's a little hard to adjust at times, and there's one point in the movie w- without spoiling it where uh, he changes quite dramatically. Mm. Um, yeah, that shocked me. Whereas the kid to the teenager, I felt like seamless, like it could have been boyhood, yeah. it could have been the same actor. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Maharshali, Maharshali, Lalashlasha was. Was it was it wasn't a big performance? No. Uh, it was quite subtle, but he really embodied that character, yeah. and very interesting to see, um, you know, the portrayal of a relationship between a grown man and a boy that didn't turn sinister. Yeah, yeah, and I loved the scene when the boy says to him, "You know, what's a faggot?" And he's like, and he says, "That's just a bad word. F- you know, that's a bad way to describe a gay person." Like he was just so nice in how he explained yeah. it. You could tell he was a nice guy. Yeah, he's a lovely, and he. I he's love a drug he, dealer with a heart of gold. And he, um, <laughs> like when he cried, like at the dinner table. I mean, I to be honest, I think he actually deserves the best yeah, supporting I guess actor. Now that I'm thinking about, I think I, I, I really like the middle part of the movie, like the middle story of him as a teenager. Yeah. That was my favorite part. Teenager was my favorite too. Um, heartbreaking. Yeah, and I thought all the all the actors who played him were excellent. Um, and they all did I think you said this Cathy they all sort of held themselves in a very similar way yeah. like you could see even as an adult, adult um, the the way he, he's changed but he as soon as he goes back to his hometown he reverts to those same sort of mannerisms yeah it was an incredible performance I actually had a th- and I have to think the, say the friend who was portrayed over three stages as well was he was incredible and the friend actually yeah. had the opposite of the main character and that I thought his middle and last ones looked really like the actors whereas the main character Chiron it was the kid and the teenager that looked really like and adult looked really different um, but I thought the friend was incredible as well I loved his performance I thought the actress that played his mom Naomi oh, yes. was also really good she yeah, was she was excellent. really good she was I mean, terrifyingly very tragic story th- with the mother um, really sad and very, I felt it but a weird bittersweet ending because she's obviously trying to get a Life together. Yeah. Spoiler well, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Spoiler street. Well, let's move on to spoilers right now because let's get into some detail, yeah? Yeah, okay. Um, but before we do that, um, I need to ask you your answers for your 
who's going to play you for the story of your life? The young person. Cathy, go. Um, I couldn't think of anyone. I was too busy oh, watching the movie. You had the whole movie. You had the whole yeah, movie to think of that. Yeah, I was watching one of the best movies I, I've seen in years. kind of want the young boy to play me, but I don't think we look anything alike. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, you can have I him. I think you can have him. He's, as an adult, I wouldn't want Kate Blanchett to play me. Oh. Nice, she, nice. She can be anyone. Yeah. Subversive. And she's played a male character. She before. did. She played Bob Dylan, didn't she? Yeah. And she's Aussie. Yeah. Okay. I want uh, I want River Phoenix to play the young me. <laughs> I think he'd be you perfect. You wish you looked yeah. like River Phoenix. <laughs> um, and he would also be able to capture the sort of the wild manic essence of me as a child you know yeah you know and all my uh, crazy speedball ways yeah um and i then think the older me i think should be played by jeff bridges i think he's the only one who can capture my gravelly charm yeah or okay. gary Busey. Yeah. gary <laughs> gary Busey, nice <laughs> yeah he would certainly capture the uh pure insanity of older me okay so my older one is susan sarandon oh yeah okay nice nice choice she yeah you're gonna be very um you know, you're going to have a lot of gravitas, I think, when I you're will. older. So I <laughs> yeah. guess when I'm younger, maybe the girl from True Grit. Oh, Haley. She only Stein. springs to mind because she was on the Oscars three days ago. <laughs> okay. She's, really She's a big star now. Yeah. So what about I mean, older you, Yeah, I look really like her. Pardon? What about older you? Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Can't even keep track of this podcast. Okay, anyway, back to the movie review. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Spoiler Street. Which we turned on, then diverted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're back. Um... So yeah. So spoiler, um, spoiler street. We should probably go through each plot separately, should we? Yeah, go. So the first plot about when he was a young boy. That kid was incredible. Yeah, he was great. It's so interesting to see a main protagonist not speaking. I'm really surprised that neither him, that young boy, or the young boy from Lion got nominated because they were really yes amazing. That young boy from Lion was incredible as well. I mean, a bit of a d- detour, but I just completely think the kids are overlooked. I know. It's true. I, I it's agree. Interesting. Um, some people say that when a kid acts really well, that's a director award. Because it takes a really good director to coach a performance from a kid. Oh. Now I don't know if that's true or not. I don't agree with that. Um, but yeah, but both those both those boys just made me um, overwhelmingly emotional towards them. Like yeah. I just yeah, he was felt so for endearing. both of them. Yeah. And it was so sad. Like you know, he's such a sensitive kid, and he's being bullied mercilessly, and his mother's doing crack, and he's got mm-hmm. like I thought he's got no siblings, he's got no friends, he's got no support system. And then it was really nice when he met that character and he took him under his wing. And then so tragic when, you know, he realises kind of in the same moment that his mom does drugs and that his idol is a drug dealer. Yeah, it was quite devastating. It was a sad moment. No matter how bleak that movie got, though, I felt like it was always really pretty and still positive. Yeah, it didn't feel depressing. Yeah, like it was really, like I I felt really bad for him, but it was like they really focused on the positive things in his life. Like Janelle Monae, Teresa... Who's also really good. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah. And that scene at the dinner table, I just thought, oh, thank God he has... Someone. He can come to them and ask them these questions, like, what is a faggot? What, what's my mom doing? What's gay? How do I know if I'm gay? Like, it was such a... That was an amazing scene. I thought, for me, the, um, the first... Uh, yeah, the first one was probably the strongest story, and I think the third one. I liked the second one, but I think it, it felt a little bit... Um, Forced. Mm. Um, for, well, first of all, I thought the, the scenes, all the scenes with him and Kevin, were just lovely, and it's, that was a beautiful uh, relationship. So interesting to rea- see such a raw teenage sexual experience. Yeah, as well. but it was just sort of sort of really powerful love story, mm. particularly towards the end. But we'll talk about that in a sec. But I thought, I thought the way they progressed the plot by forcing uh, this situation where Kevin 
was put in a position where he had to beat him up felt a little bit too perfect and contrived it was a bit contrived you could feel the writing there and it was like so basically you have your first sexual experience with somebody on you know that evening and the next day they beat you up yeah, and then you think, go to prison and you're like well your life no but I did changes. think that it was you know it was extreme because it's a movie but actually that that is something that would profoundly alter you which is what subsequently happened to him right because it was profoundly shocking for that to happen to him so did he go to prison just for that one beating yeah. of yeah. Little Wayne but it looked like yeah. that yeah he was Little Wayne, <laughs> <wasn't he? laughs> Little Wayne. <laughs> with like, the face tattoos but yeah he, I mean he essentially looked like the guy was half dead from what the where he hit him in the head yeah. I was so glad when he did that mm. I was like this bully is a fucking joke character mm. like he nobody was, he acts was like ridiculous this. yeah but, but also why did do... he why did it was like he knew what was happening that he he went to Kevin's table and then he was like yeah. hey Kevin remember that game where I choose someone and you beat him up how about I choose the person you just had a sexual encounter with yesterday? Kevin really annoyed me in that scene. I was like, oh my God, don't just punch somebody in the face because somebody else tells but Kevin, you to. But Kevin was trapped. He was trapped as Chiron uh, was. He was trapped in this world where, as he, he says it at the end, uh, he felt like he, he had to be what everyone wanted him to be, right? I think Little Wayne was also gay and also... Yeah, I think he was, I think picking, he was picking on him. Oh, uh, maybe. I think it was repressed really because I think I'm pretty sure that his character was in that scene in the first installment when they're all like looking at each other's penises as young boys. Yeah, I think he was. So too. I think it was all part of that repressed sexual frustration. That's yeah, why they picked he, on him for being such a faggot because he. Oh, he sorry, so, I shouldn't swear. No, you can say it. Like, that's <laughs> that's, part of the that's movie, what they said yeah, yeah. in the movie. Um, but I think yeah, it was interesting because he seemed to be obsessed with Chiron's yeah. sexuality. It was strange. Definitely. And repressed. I was thinking it was interesting as we were watching it because Chiron's such a, in such a repressed, homophobic environment. And I know, Franny, you told me growing up in Sydney that like you never experienced anything like that. Yeah, I, that made that film made me realize how lucky I had it. Like I did not have, like I was never bullied. I enjoyed high school. It just it, it actually broke my heart because I was like, wow. It just made me realize how incredibly lucky I am to live in Australia even though I can't get married yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm you like, can be accepted yeah, yeah, could have, it could have been a lot worse but I, I could have gone to school and I was completely fine but, and I also from a gay point of view that movie wasn't it wasn't over it wasn't shoved down your throat the gay side it was no. probably like the gay aspect was kind of like a minor detail yeah it yeah. was part of him yeah. but it wasn't all about him and it wasn't shoved down your throat with stereotypes or you know it, it just felt really natural and just not that made a bigger deal now that I've seen it, I wouldn't even really call it a gay movie. Yeah, it's just it's what's so interesting about the movie, and I think why people are really like gravitating towards it, even though on the surface it's not a universal story because it's ex- you know explicitly about um, a black character from Miami who's who's gay and whose mother's a drug addict. But actually, you can find things that you relate to in it because everyone can relate to feeling lonely or isolated or confused, and just the sadness yeah. that he felt when he said, "I just cry so much." And it, and it was so sad because he did love his mom and she loved him, but she just was incapable of looking after him. I, I just, yeah. I completely incredible. agree. I think, like, there's there's a universality to that sort of teenage experience where, where you're trying to discover who you are. And that's a question that's asked a lot in the movie. Like, who who is you? Who is you, yeah. Who is you? And then what about when he became... So the scene where he suddenly became the grown-up... 50 Cent. Yeah. 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought he looked like 50 Cent. cent. And I, to the amazing. point, I actually turned to Freddie and said, wait, is that Chiron? Because I was confused. Yeah. Is that Curtis Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> but why Why did he have a gold grill on his teeth? Because... Like, where did he get such bad style from? I think that was uh, maybe a too literal of a symbol uh, for his front. 
right? Of being, yeah, of being too masculine. And yeah. Yeah, he was so pumped. compensating. I, can we talk about how Kathy's, like, significant relief when he pulled out the grill uh, and she realised that they weren't yeah. actually yeah, his I gold teeth? Yeah, I thought he had replaced all his teeth with gold. <laughs> and you were like, I was like, oh, I don't God. understand <laughs> why someone would do that to themselves because he's a good-looking guy. Um, we, we are on Spoiler Street, aren't we? Yeah, we're yeah on spoiler Street. away. The, the, the ending, where I was just waiting for them to get back together and it just abruptly ended with like this tender... Oh, that was a lovely Love moment, though. But I was really gypped. I really wanted, I really <laughs> wanted, wanted someone scene. to get fucked. <laughs> 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 I've never seen such sexual tension when they were in the diner, when they were in the car. Yeah, it was... I was getting uncomfortable. Like I was just like, wow. Ugh, it was amazing. And did you find yourself wondering... And then he, he said it. But I was like, actually, I wonder if Chiron's ever been with anyone. Like, any, any guy. I assumed he'd been with women as part of his kind of gangster lifestyle. Yeah. But then he says at the end, I've never been touched by another man or anyone since you. And that's that was like, so sad. He's like a 30-year-old man at that point. It was so, such an immense sort of loneliness to that, wasn't there? Yeah. Like to have no human contact and then to just be living this life that wasn't his. I thought it was so, so sad. Yeah, because like, it, was, it was interesting because we're like, wait, is that him? Why is he a drug dealer? I don't understand. And then that character, the boyfriend character, asked him all those questions. He's like... What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I think getting beat up made him realise he had to toughen up because he knew he was gay. Yeah. So yeah. I think he was realised, well, I can't let anyone know because I'm just going to get beat up, so I'm going to become 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's ever going to touch me ever again. And it was interesting because they didn't look alike at all, the second and the third actors. Oh, I didn't think it was that. I thought I got it. I but maybe it was the way him. they acted. Yeah. But how good was that when he slow, he slowly sort of transformed back into that yeah. character? Yeah, because initially I was like, he's talking too much. He's too confident. But then, of course, adults get more confident and more extrovert the older they get. Yeah. But he was living, but he was living a different life almost. He was a different person when he was on the streets of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I know. As, living as black. It's he, interesting. Did you see his license plate was yeah, black? His license plate was well. black. And he yeah. was trying to forget who he was and then he got pulled back in by that guy. And then exactly. he became comfortable again. I was really glad to see that his mom was in rehab at the end as well. Yes. Yeah, was it rehab? Yeah, so yeah. They, I oh, think right. they implied that she'd finished her stint and she'd stay there. She's staying there voluntarily to right. keep herself out of trouble, which is obviously good. Um, okay, so I think overall we would recommend that. I've, oh. done, I've done the thing where I'm, we're trying to recommend it in spoiler section. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Well, some people have told us they listen to Spoiler Street when they haven't seen a movie. Who are these crazy people? Brona for one. Brona, you crazy person. <laughs> and do we think it was deserving of Best Picture? Over La La Land. Or just in general? I would pick that over La La Land. I haven't La seen... Yeah. I guess those were the two that everyone was talking about and I, hadn't, I haven't seen any other. What? Oh, Lion. I, I saw Lion. I mean, Lion I loved, but I wouldn't put it in that calibre. I actually no. think the comparison now I've watched them both is actually really unfair because they're completely different yeah, movies. Yeah, they are completely different. Like, La La Land's great in its own way. Um... La La Land is overrated in the acting categories but in terms of a film I still thought it was a great film but I do think Moonlight deserved it just for pure filmmaking like yeah. it was a much better crafted film and it's a bit closer to the human experience isn't it I mean yeah. La La Land I really liked but it's, it's a piece of escapist fantasy mm. plus I think like La, to me La La Land which I also enjoyed um is, an, is a big homage to lots of things in particular genres but Moonlight's like its own thing like I honestly have never seen a movie like that and there was no white actors yeah that was so interesting and I don't know if that was a conscious oh, yeah. choice or not but I well, I'd say they said we'd look we're just going to set it in this black suburb and that's but it literally no white actors yeah. or cat- like at all it it's was interesting. all African Americans and Latinos there was also very few women the only real female character were the two mother figures 
And I guess maybe that's because there wasn't a love interest. In the principle. Uh, there wasn't a love interest? A female love interest. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Which is where we usually see women relegated to being the love interest. <laughs> or the mother. So in this instance, they lost the love interest. Um, to answer your question, I think for me, my best picture would have been Arrival. Do you think? Yeah, but Arrival, I loved Arrival. People can refer to our um, podcast if they didn't listen. But I just think this is different. This is a really different story. We've seen Arrival before. We've seen La La Land before. Though maybe not done as well, but... So I don't think we've seen La La Land. I still think La La Land's quite unique. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the hype has gotten to it. But it still is homage to classic genre. Yes. But I know, I mean, and I still love La Land. I think one of, yeah, you're right. What really stands out in this, though, is the acting. Like, yeah. Flawless. Every single person could have won an Oscar in this. Yeah. They just all felt like real people. Yeah. Three of the actors felt like one real person. I know. It was incredible. It was, yeah. I definitely think Moonlight should have won. Yeah. But out of all the movies I've seen that were nominated, I haven't seen Hidden Figures or... Yeah. I thought Hell or High Water was excellent as well. Yeah, Hell or High Water was really good. All right. Um... Well, thanks for listening, and Franny, thanks for flying yeah, all the way over. Thank you. Uh, so fun. And just FYI, I, d- I did have other plans. I didn't come just for the podcast. <laughs> the pod- what? podcast was just a highlight. This yeah. is not what we told you it to say. It was a highlight. <laughs> oh, and get- Franny was so excited to come that um, his boyfriend Lewis and him, who only ever go to the cinema with each other, Lewis had to go without Franny to this. Because, I let him go. Yeah, Franny was, was I gave saving him, I gave it for him us. a permission slip. <laughs> yeah. I like that you Lewis. waited to see it fresh. You could have come for the second time with us. No, I can't no. see movies twice. Lewis, yeah. write in and let us know what you think. Yeah. At uh, the Cinemile on Twitter. No, Segway. Nice. <laughs> Get the promotion. Yeah. Lewis will be... And uh, cinemile at gmail.com, Lewis, <laughs> if you want to send us an email. Thanks, yeah. Lewis. And thanks, Franny. Thank you. Thanks for thanks, coming Franny. over. See you soon. See you next time. We'll come to you next time. Yeah, come to me. Yeah, I'd much yeah. rather do this in Sydney. It seems so good to see you back again. How long has it been? Seems like a mighty long time. My baby. It seems like a mighty long time.